Every day brings us closer. Closer to the moment when the next generation of NFL stars learn their destiny. And franchises try to lay the foundation for the next dynasty. With the first pick. This is First Draft. Now alongside NFL Draft Insiders Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay, here's Chris Brown. Well, that's it. Draft's over. Todd, you got about, what do we think, 24 hours and you'll start, you'll get the beard going, you'll get the golf clubs out. Yeah, I got to do some TV on Thursday, apparently. Oh. So I think Friday's my... My, my I'd be calling beard. it sick. <laughs> yeah, I tried. Mel, you going to get home tonight? You said at about 11 uh-huh. to 12. Right. How early are you going to be out? Going to get the Coast Guard out on the Chesapeake to get you in your kayak? I need the day to just sleep a little bit, which will be Tuesday. Yeah. And then Wednesday, I plan on Wednesday and Thursday. Lazy. Maybe able to get the boat in the yeah. ski and the kayaks rolling. And then we got the big board in the positional rankings coming out the following week after Todd comes out with his mock with Thursday, Todd. Thursday. Yeah. The following week, I'll have the, the first dumbest big thing board I do all year for next year. Well, it's usually about a hundred percent, right? Um, mm-hmm. You gotta go back and look at last year's. You, you you know you usually do pretty well. I mean, obviously you're not going to hit the teams, but you usually have. I think a there are about good sixteen idea. or seventeen yeah, guys that get those, aren't going the first. You're batting. Your batting average is better than you think, but uh, I'm sure Twitter lets you know about the other guys that you you know you missed. Yeah, and so. then I go watch tape two weeks later, and I want to <laughs> slip my wrist like Mitch Leidner. I'd never seen him play and got a tip from somebody, put him in late in the first round and watched him two weeks later, and I, he was a six-round mercy grade. Hey, there's a lot of other football leagues springing up, Todd, so Mitch might get some action after all. Still hear about that today. I had nothing to do with it except I typed it. Guys, you've done grades. <laughs> you've done. Uh, you've talked about teams and stuff. for you know First draft audience, want to go a little bit deeper on some of these guys. My interesting thing that started off to me is I just wanted to pick out Round by round, some of the favorite picks. Um, even on, on ESPN.com right now, Todd's got a bunch of undrafted guys, really good players that are landing with teams. There are going to be guys throughout the draft in the seven-round draft process. Every single round is going to deliver some players. Uh, there's going to be some undrafted players. 15 20% of teams are undrafted. So mm-hmm. wanted to go through round by round, pick out, I have down, favorite pick in under each round. And maybe, you know, the most underrated pick in each round. Um, we'll also look into the way too early rookie of the years, defensive rookie of the years, in a sense, guys that'll have early impact. And then we got to talk about this QB class. Five in the first round, uh, plenty more after that. We say it every year, you know, oh, these guys, they don't, they shouldn't start right away, <laughs> but teams get antsy. One quarterback in this decade. He's been drafted in the first round that has not started a game in his rookie year. Yeah. Just one. You got a guess? I can't because I already know you, it. You know because yeah. I told you. Yeah. I'm out. EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel. Every single other one in this decade I didn't has get started it. a game. I was not thinking EJ Manuel when Todd brought that up. By the way, yeah. so should EJ Manuel have been drafted in the first no. round? <laughs> no. I, <laughs> the team had him as a six-round <laughs> six tight end. Right. Guys. Mel, you can get us started here. When you you just looked back, had a couple of days to process this. You look back at the first round and you just say, "Man, that was a home run pick." What's the one that just pops out to you? It could be a home run, and I'll let Todd have his. Cause I know where he's going to go, but I, I think Marcus Davenport from New Orleans could be a home run. 
Pass rushers are hard to find in this draft. Hey, they must like them because that was a crazy price to get there. It was a crazy price. But for a guy that I had an NFL front office guy call me in January and say, you're finally on Davenport. Mm -hmm. You finally got him high enough. And he thought top five was possible. Senior bowl week hurt him a little bit. But Marcus Davenport is a rare talent for his speed, his size, his length. Uh, you know, New Orleans with young defense. Think about what they added last year. And now right. all of a sudden add Davenport with knowing Drew Brees has probably got two or three more years to light up this uh, scoreboard in the NFL and help the Saints keep moving on. I think Marcus Davenport's going to be really interesting to see because Green Bay needed a pass rusher like Davenport. And they said, we don't like him. Right. We'd rather let him, somebody else get him. So I, how Davenport plays will affect how we review Green Bay's draft a couple years from now and certainly New Orleans. Hey. I'm, I'm going to go Derwin James. Right. 17. 17. We thought he could go as high as 7. Right. Tampa Bay, the team we thought could take him at 7, passes on him at, and after moving down to 12. And he goes to a team that where they've got pass rush in the L.A. Chargers. They've, they drafted really well on the defensive side. And I, I think this defense has got a, it was third in the league in scoring defense a year ago, the, the Chargers. And now you've got, you got Derwin James and that Gus Bradley system. Think Cam Chancellor. Mm-hmm. You know what, he was at Seattle, Gus Bradley was, before he became the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars and now the defensive coordinator at, at the uh, LA Chargers. It's so important in that defense to have pass rushers, every defense, but pass rushers and then a safety that can come down and be part of that weak side run defense and also in coverage. So Derwin James, they, he's going to be a starter day one. Thought he was one of the best 10 football players. I think I had him at seven overall in my final uh, rankings. And he goes 17 to the, to the LA Chargers. This is an absolute steal by them. And, you know, sometimes you get, got to get lucky and have guys fall to you. And that's exactly what happened with the Chargers. Yeah. Derwin James, I think probably above every player in the first round was the guy we thought yeah. maybe, you know, just teams had to get up. You didn't expect, you know, New Orleans to be drafting where they were, but well, sure you didn't enough, think Tampa Bay would pass on him either uh, when he was there for them. Well, it was funny too because Tampa yeah. Bay moves down and you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to get some value and Vaya. get their guy, right. so, and yeah. then they get Vea. Yeah, I was also thought, just to finish out the first round, I thought Calvin Ridley was a nice value for the Falcons. Uh, at that spot? Round, yeah, yeah. At pick 26. A good, solid football and, player. And Rashawn Evans to, to Tennessee. Tennessee was smart. Listen, they got aggressive. They had to move up. They had to give away some picks. And I'm never, I'm very rarely a fan of moving up in the draft if you're not going up to get a quarterback. But I'll right. say this in their defense: New England was taking him at 23. Rashawn Evans, the linebacker from Alabama, New England loved Evans. He was exactly what they need in terms of a cover linebacker. And this is exactly what uh, Tennessee needs. Vrabel gets two defensive players with his first two picks, a pass rusher and Harold Landry, who I think he can really help mm-hmm. because what Vrabel does really well is work with guys in their hands and their pass rush moves, tying your feet to your hands, and that's something that Landry needs to improve upon, and I think Vrabel's going to help in that regard. And then bringing in Rashawn Evans, who becomes their their centerpiece in that, that linebacker core. You know, Mel, you mentioned Calvin Ridley to put cap on the first round. It's interesting. Last year, the first round, I mean, these guys aren't busts yet, but you, it was really difficult to get early production. We've seen year after year, you know, we get some surprises, we get a Cooper Cup, but... Wide receiver production, particularly out of first round guys, where they're asking them to be good right away, it's really suffered. La- I like Ridley. He goes. He's got Julio Jones. They have Sanu. He doesn't just have to be no. the guy. Yeah. Last two years, second round picks at wide receiver have doubled the catch and receiving yards production. Right. Just about doubled it from compared to the first round receivers. All right, Mel. You get first crack round two. 
Favorite pick around two. Well, to piggyback what Todd was saying about the L.A. Chargers and Derwin James, Uchenna Nwosu from USC is an outstanding pass rusher. Solid pronunciation. And they have pass rushers already. And you talk about what Seattle did, you know, having that you know, one after another coming at you. They can wear you out. And I think just to finish games late, that pass rush is so critical. And that's what Nwosu does better than just about anybody in this draft outside of Chubb and Davenport. You could say he's the third best natural pass rusher in this draft. We're liking and, the Chargers, huh? I, well, that, that's the pick in the second round. I think right. really, from a defensive, st- I got three offensive players I really liked in the second. He's a he, I thought was a stick out defensive player in round two. I'll go James Daniels. Really good value. I had him in the first round. Yeah, I thought he was the best, the best center of the class. There, he has some knee, history of knee injuries. Could have factored into him falling a little bit. He goes number thirty nine overall to a team with the Chicago Bears that need help. Trubisky was sacked 8.1% of his dropbacks last year. Good good nugget from Chris Sproul here on ESPN.com. I didn't know you're a draft analyst now, by the way. I, uh, let's just say every now and then in the like digital world, when you fire all my guys. You need a little duct tape, and I'm the duct tape. Give me that stat again, Todd. 8.1% of Trubisky's dropbacks, he was sacked. And so James Daniels comes in. He's played guard. His freshman year, he played guard. And he's he's been at center uh, the last couple of years. It depends on what they wind up doing personnel wise. They've got some versatile interior offensive linemen, but I think he's going to be a day one starter either at center or guard. Yeah, I mean, and to, to that point, white hair that that's there, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So he's there. But remember, white hair was a tackle who played who could mm-hmm. play guard and center. So I, I'm not sure who's going to move, yep. but I, you're going to see an interior that includes white hair and James Daniels. And to the point about second round receivers, you know, James Washington to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. What a great spot he's in. I love I love this. McShay, you're in one for a play. great spot he's in, Mel. Every you. receiver that goes there is productive. I had, I had you Washington got, in the late first round in mock number one. He killed me for having James Washington in the late first round. How dare me, And he went that. late second, so I was right. Secondly, the, you got, the player's great. Do you really care where he goes? Le'Veon Bell bringing guys in the box. I got off of Are you going to listen for once? Le'Veon Bell bringing defenders in the box. You got Antonio Bryant getting coverage rolled to one side. You've got a, a now a sophomore receiver who's proven in Juju Smith-Schuster. Who I mean, he's going to be facing single coverage with room to work all season long. Right. He's, and and he can get deep, and he tracks the deep ball extremely well. And, and Ben, as we all know, has a big arm and is very accurate throwing the ball vertically. Great spot. Mm-hmm. You know, for just a, for a late second round value. Oh, come on! <laughs> just to that, just to that point on Daniels, because both of you guys liked him. Both of you guys saw him as a possible first round. Detroit takes Frank Ragnow, guy mm-hmm. out of Arkansas, likely ends up at center at like twenty twenty one overall. If they had taken James Daniels, it wouldn't have just like blown your mind. I mean, it might have been a no, little bit early, but no. that's what you're talking about—a really good value that early. Yeah, Ragnow, right. Price, and Daniels—you were splitting hairs with. Yep, they were all three were really bunched in with a similar, very similar grade. Right. All right, let's jump into round three. You, first draft, you get the. Uh, we're gonna go deep, Mel. Round three, you get first pick here. Who is your favorite pick around three? You know, I had a couple favorites, but I'll give you one offense, one defense. Uh, Orlando Brown. You got to feel good about Orlando Brown. Be going to the Ravens. Yeah, it's a great spot. It's a great opportunity to be that right tackle, that starting right tackle. They would prefer to have Alex Lewis a guard, not right tackle. Right. So if Orlando Brown's gonna have every opportunity to be the starter there, you know his father was with the Baltimore Ravens. You know how he was a first round pick prior to the combine when he had the horrible forty, the bench press, the vertical, the broad. Everything was way, 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 way below average. So I root for Orlando Brown defensively. Justin Reed shocked is the word. 
that he's that a he third gets round to Houston. Pick. Yeah. Well, third round. I mean, I thought late first round instead of uh, Terrell Edmonds to uh, Terrell Edmonds to Pittsburgh. I thought that was a spot maybe for Justin Reed, right. Or Carolina, somebody in the late first, early second, but. To see Justin Reed go in the third round, to me, was one of the steals of the draft. Yeah, to steal your line from, I remember talking to you after the combine, uh-huh. is Orlando Brown would have jumped 30 spots if he'd missed his flight. You know, like if you just went off the <laughs> yeah. tape, you're yeah. like, oh, this guy's going to be a second right. round Don't play. show just anything. Say my flight. ankle's a little sore. You know? Right. Get the flu. Yeah. No. Todd, what about you? Jerome Baker. 73 overall. I had a late second round grade on him. Dude can run. He's today's NFL linebacker. And what's Miami had trouble doing Throughout his entire career, or throughout their recent uh, history. Couldn't cover the middle of the field. Him and Minka. I mean, the Patriots, Gronkowski, the slot receivers, running backs, they've just been gouging that that second line of defense, if you will, in, in coverage. And now they bring in Minka Fitzpatrick in the first round who can cover, and Jerome Baker who can cover. So they, they knew that this is a problem area for the last two or three years, really. And they addressed it with two high-end players and guys I think are going to start from day one. Yeah, and I mentioned, you know, he, uh, Baker will be obviously, I don't think he's not going to be a three down guy, but Raekwon McMillan, a guy he played with, yeah. makes the calls there. Mill- McMillan from, uh, obviously from Ohio Fred, State. Fred Warner from BYU going. Were to... you surprised Sam Hubbard was still there? Maybe the no. just lack of no. pass rush caught up to him? He's, he's physically had some limitations, but that guy's going to give you everything he has. Mm-hmm. Former lacrosse player who signed to Notre Dame to go to, to go play with lacrosse and wound up at Ohio State and, Again, he's got some limitations athletically, but I think he's he's one of those players that finds a way to get it done and is relentless in pursuit. And I think he'll he'll wind up being a contributor, maybe not an every down starter, but they get Hubbard there, and then Malik Jefferson, who's kind of the opposite, tests well, but the uh, the on field product is is not what you what we expected to see from a guy who was such a a high recruit and was such a, a good tester. Malik I'll get. Jefferson. I'll give you. Nobody's paying for it, but I'll give you one more because I'm going off McShay's grades here. The Bills Those get Harris. Bengals, by the Bills way. get Harrison Phillips. Mm-hmm. I think it with a comp pick like 96 overall. Todd, I think you had him in the 40s, but I just like to pick the guy gets to spend a year with Kyle Williams. We all know what kind of a pro he's been. Obviously, they have Starlo Tulele. but Harrison Phillips is just kind of a, he's just been a solid dude at Stanford. Yeah, and you look at. You know, they need to get younger. The Buffalo right. Bills did it at the, at the defensive tackle position. And Phillips comes in. He doesn't have to start or be the every down player, but he's, he can be used as a 4-3 nose tackle. He can, he can plug in there. And, uh, yeah, they got Latulule to start and Kyle Williams. So they've got some, some aging guys. Adolphus Washington. Now Phillips becomes the youth and can develop his skill set, learn from some really good players in front of him. Right. And then one day become the, the full-time starter two, three years down the road. But yeah, I had a th- 43rd ranked overall and he winds up falling all the way to eight, uh, 96. 96. Yeah. That's a, that's a heck of a value at a, at a good spot. Mm-hmm. We'll be back to finish rounds four through seven in a minute. But first, a word from Zip Recruiter. Are you hiring? Are you posting your job on sites and waiting and waiting for the right people to see it? ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never have to miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. 
ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first draft. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first draft. ZipRecruiter.com slash first draft. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Todd, you can lead off round four. I know you really liked the first pick in this round, Ian Thomas to Carolina, but uh, some other interesting ones here. I would say, well, interesting is Antonio Callaway. Florida receiver who I would argue you guys both said what top talent at that position I, I think he's the most gift, physically gifted receiver in this draft class but he comes with a laundry list of off the field issues right and you're putting him in that wide receiver room which is can be a little bit of con, of a concern so how how does that work out remains to be seen but if they can keep him on the field he's got a chance to be a, another weapon I mean Baker Mayfield stepping into a much better situation than I think people realize when you've got Carlos Hyde and you bring in Nick Chubb, and you got Duke Johnson at running back, and then you've got Josh Gordon at wide receiver, you bring in Jarvis Landry, and you've got a young tight end in Joku. Corey uh, Coleman can play if he can stay healthy. Corey, Corey Coleman's another weapon, and then Antonio Callaway could be a number four wide receiver on this right. team. And I'm saying that he's, he is more physically gifted than Calvin Ridley and DJ Moore. Right. So that pick is going to be interesting to see how it plays out in the long run. I, also, I like Nick Nelson with the Raiders. I thought that was a good value. In the fourth round, Deshaun Hamilton, the wide receiver from uh, from the Denver Broncos, was also... Did not a, think Deshaun Hamilton would be around in late four. And then I'll give you another one that makes a ton of sense. My guys, Joe Douglas, Andy Weidel, uh, obviously Howie Wiseman, the... Um, Roseman. Uh, Roseman, Roseman. Roseman, sorry, I was reading something here. From, uh, but Josh Sweat, at 130 overall, his tape looked like that of a late first rounder. His testing is that of a top 10 player. He's got, but the doctors say bone on bone in terms of the knee. Don't know how long he's going to last. That's what he said about Jay Ajayi, who's their running back. <laughs> exactly. And now, if, if, now if in Philly, with all the all the defensive linemen they have, they only have to use him in a you know a rotational role. Yeah, so they can they could extend his career by not asking too much out of him. And so they get a I, what I think is a first round late first round talent at one thirty overall. The Eagles had a really good draft when you consider some of the value they got and the second rounder they picked up next year in that trade from the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, a couple of fourths, uh, Chris and Todd. I thought Anthony Averett to Baltimore, mm-hmm. yeah, corner from Alabama who makes plays and like gets into the backfield is a nice pick for them. Ito Smith at Atlanta like for too. Matt Ryan, forty or more receptions for Ito Smith. The last three years at Southern Miss. Tevin Coleman coming into the last year of his deal. They're not going to pay both of those guys. To get get Ito Smith and to get Calvin Ridley, the offense, and Russell Gage at LSU made some plays there uh, as well. Special teams, too. I think Ito Smith definitely. And I'll give you another one. And we had talked about Mark Walton when he's healthy. Mark Walton's coming off an injury. Mark Walton Mm -hmm. was a second-round talent. And Kiki Kuti, every time I watch Texas Tech, you get the ball in his hands. They were throwing little bubble screens, and he's gone. And for Deshaun Watson. Is that an all-satellite sound, Todd? (laughs) Yep, that is Kiki Kuti is a good weapon for Deshaun Watson, picking him up in round four. All right, we're going deep here. Round five. Kuiper, do you want to get us kicked off? Yeah, Obviously, you have a kid from Washington State you're, you're able to throw up, but we'll skip that. Who else do you see in round five? Well, like I always I had said, RJ, I told him R.J. McIntosh was one of the most underrated defensive tackles a long time ago, and I gave him in the fifth round uh, to the Giants. Maurice Hurst. Well, he wasn't that under, underrated. <laughs> no. 
You what? Not a, no, I had a late third on him. I, I thought he was a very underrated player. So. He'll, he'll, no, I don't, he'll, early fourth on him. He'll be a factor. 68. And, and Jordan Lastly helped make Josh Rosen what he was this year mm-hmm. before he got hurt late. Jordan Lastly had a breakout season. Obviously, he's got to stay focused. That locker room's strong. I think they will allow Jordan Lastly to have some success and to get him in the fifth round. Had there been no issues, probably second round for Lastly and to get him in the fifth. So I'll say Lastly to Baltimore, McIntosh to the Giants. I'll go with Maurice Hurst if if the medical turns out to be something he can play through and is not an issue with his heart. Remember, he was sent home from the combine with the heart condition. Yep. He passed uh, two doctor's tests, uh, Harvard he went to and, and University of Michigan. But many teams I talked to pre-drafted taking him off the board because of it. Obviously, just concern you know, with, the, with his health. And so you have to decide when... When when's the time that we're going to risk? When is it? You know, if if we lose out and this guy can't play football for some reason, we're we're okay with gambling a fifth round pick, and that's when Oakland decided we're we're willing to do it. We're talking about a late first, early second round grade, classic three technique can penetrate, can disrupt. Oakland has a need for this player. He can hopefully play in a rotation, which can help him. And I I think this is a good spot for him. And if it works out, Oakland will get one of the steals of this draft. One more in round five that stood out to me, Todd, based on your grades. Uh, Detroit Lions, obviously, this team wants to run the football a little bit more. Get a little bit tougher up front. They get yes. they get Ragnow, they get on Johnson, they got Tyrell Cross. Bad bodied here. assassin. That's that's the uh what I remember from the broadcast. Maybe a right tackle. I don't know, maybe he's a guard, but the guy can push you around. I thought that was a pretty good get. I mean, what do you get him at? One fifty three. I had a, a late good second round right. grade on him. So Tyrell Crosby, a kid out of Oregon, um, Detroit, loading up up front, trying to get a little bit, trying to get a little bit bigger and tougher up there. Guys, round six. We're getting into the weeds a little bit here, but we, again, every single year we find players. I see a guy who ran four three two, fastest guy at the combine. You get him in the six. What do you think, Mel? I think the best sixth round pick was Braxton Berrios. I think he was the best sixth round pick because of course the Patriots right out of Central Casting. Yeah, I mean he's, he's, he's Danny Amendola, he's West Welker, the nineteenth white target on their, you their team. You can't plug a guy into a better spot and, and have a punt returner like Amendola move on. He's a great punt returner. He's a smart, tough kid. He's exactly what Bill Belichick wants. He's exactly what they Brady's utilized heavily. Welker, both undrafted by the way, Welker and Amendola when he came out. And this kid's a sixth round pick, so it fits the mold of what they had. Guys that nobody wanted. But for them, was were outstanding players. And thanks, I think thanks back to uh, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark pointed out this morning on Get Up that I it was Trey Quinn, the Mister Irrelevant. Oh yeah, Mister Relevant. Who's going to be relevant, relevant right. yeah. out of SMU? Mm-hmm. My my comp on him, I said he was a poor man's Golden Tate, and he he applauded me today for not going to West Welker and, and every single stereotype that you could you could possibly have. <laughs> and this doesn't help, by the way, but with the Patriots drafting another West Welker type and, and uh, Berrios. So I appreciate it. I appreciate him pointing it out, Ryan Clark. You know how hard I try to not do the white-on-white crime? <laughs> Guys, it's, it's difficult, man. Hey, a, a six-rounder. So if you're, oh, by the way, I, you, before we get to the... Go ahead. Luke, Larry Nickerson. Luke Falk. Yeah. Yeah, as a sixth round pick to yeah, Tennessee. I think I told you guys. If his arm, and I, Chris, we've talked about him. You think career backup. Right. That's I what I was saying. I just thought yeah, the ceiling I think he could was be lower. a little, I think his right. arm has to get stronger. We all know that. It's got to get stronger. History tells us arms can improve once they're in the league. Right. Well, it's a good yeah. division for him, though, because Tennessee's yeah. got good weather. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Indianapolis is inside. Houston is inside. Yeah, he's not, he's not trying weather. to th- throw through the wind in Cleveland. That's and for sure. who am I missing? Houston, Indy, Jacksonville. oh, Jacksonville's in, right. in Florida. So uh, eight of his games every year are going to be in, in good conditions if, if he were to ever wind yeah. up being the starter because of injury there with Marcus And Mariota. again, that was kind of amazing. The guy literally walks around with a TB12 hat on. He gets picked at 199. That was weird. Hey, just the name I want to throw out, Todd, I know, I think you've seen him up close before, but a couple years ago, if you were at a Wisconsin game, Jack Sishy, I thought that was one of the best linebackers in the conference, but obviously you're around in round six because you you got into trouble or you got some and medicals. You, and you played a lot of roles. Right. He wore a lot of hats. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, he was he injured. Everywhere. Yeah, he, injury, he, injuries, he, obviously. And he doesn't just, have great speed, but he's tough. He's got football just intelligence. Just an interesting player. Intelligence. He was the leader of that team oh, yeah. when, right. when he was in there. And yeah, money was healthy, yeah. And I, I think right away, special teams from him. Oh, and then Tampa Bay, who knows, eventually they could get a guy who's, who's contributing first and second down or different ways. But if you get a sixth round, even if it's just special teams and occasionally on defense as right. a, a solid backup, you're happy with that pick. Yeah, I mean, we got you got to be real about these picks. I mean, Matt Pryor. People don't follow this, but these are these are guys, sixth, seventh round, they make the team about 50 to 60% of the time. I'm going to make so, a bold prediction here, and prediction that nobody cares about. I care. Joe Noteboom went what, third round? Third round, yeah. TCU. Matt Pryor to wasn't invited to the combine. No one's talked about him. Matt Pryor is a better football player, and Matt Pryor is going to have a better career for the Philadelphia Eagles than Joe Noteboom is, who got drafted off of measurables. And I thought his tape was junk, to be honest with you. <laughs> I thought he was he played high, he was inconsistent, he wasn't a finisher, he had trouble in space, he's a finesse blocker, and he goes 100, 100 overall to the Rams because he's got great measurables. And you know what? I'm not picking on the Rams. I talked to a general manager a week before the draft who said, Joe, no, boom, you got, you don't, you're not high enough on Joe, no, boom, push him up, he's going in the top 100. And he actually went 100 overall. Which is now that I'm, I'm just noticing that. But anyway, the Rams, I think they got a guy that they're going to have to develop. I think the Eagles in round six got a better player in prior. Just for all you kids out there, to play high as an offensive lineman is not to be playing buzzed. Without leverage. It's not, playing not, without not leverage. Mm-hmm. Josh, just clear that up on the uh, first draft key, uh, terminology key. Plays erect. Ooh. Wait, is that better? <laughs> it never gets better, really. <laughs> Guys. Uh, Danny Etling <laughs> didn't see him getting picked. Right over the Why? Uh, we go into round seven here. You get some pretty interesting picks. This is, these are some, uh, you take your shot on some of these guys. Yeah. Mel, is there anyone you took where you saw in round seven where you say, that guy's going to stick? It's the best seven round I can remember. I mean, I, can, I, I see four, five, six players. That really and we know you out. remember. I barely love remember the, it. Love the seventh round. And, and, and I think you look at Logan Woodside, quarterback at Toledo. I thought he could go a little higher. Maybe fourth, fifth round. Me too. I, you know, the arm, I get it. He's not real tall. He's but got a good arm. He's not real tall. Not real tall. He doesn't have the howitzer. I'm saying he doesn't right. have elite. He when you're short, he's got. It's, be- be- it's better than Lalletta's. Super productive. Well, Lalletta's got to show he's got the Lalletta's arm is questionable. It is. Yeah, yeah. I would say Woodside. Woodside has an average arm, slightly above. It, but it he's is. Case Keenum. Case Keenum came out with an average arm, mm-hmm. not Undersized. not the size that you want. That's About Logan Woodside, and Logan Woodside's a tough kid. I mean, he finds a way. He, he's one of those kids that gets how to play the quarterback position. And you watch everything he does, he sees things. That's what Bobby Knight always says. He maybe had that fishing rod at the game. You yeah. gotta be able to see things that are out there. And I think to me, you know, Woodside in the seventh, Javon Wims had a good year. I got a Georgia. hunch on him. I just, I, late separation, making yeah. plays. Yeah. I, 
I agree with you. He I goes think, to Chicago. I think he's gonna, That's he's a, got weapon. a chance to stick. Yeah, for for Trubisky. Yeah, I look at Auden Tate. These these juniors. Why are you coming right. out? I don't know. To be a seventh round pick, Auden Tate. What goes to sense? I will see what happens. That thing's a mess at Florida State. Though. Leon yeah. Jacobs, the Jacks. Leon Jacobs played fullback, outside, inside. Did everything at Wisconsin. He's got tested tools. Great. He is a seventh round pick. Nick Baldwin from San Diego State was a lead blocker. You for like Rashad the whole seventh Benny. round, basically. Now he's a lead blocker for Carryon <laughs> Johnson in Detroit, trying to get Matthew Stafford a running game. Right. I thought that was a good pick. Trey and, Quinn makes the Redskins. Oh. Trey Quinn is, is, a, is a great I was surprised Demetri Flowers didn't get drafted in round seven. Ends yeah. up with the Jets as undrafted. Free and we agent. will go through, by the way, at the end, some of these undrafted guys, Chris, because some of them where they hit are, are pretty good. Holton Hill I had a third-round grade on. Right. He's you know, Off the field issue. Right. Major character issues, but if, if you can get him straightened out, that's, that's a really good signing by the Vikings. Todd, was there anybody? I think Mel mentioned 30 of the I 32. I, I, I just threw five, by the way. Trey Quinn with the, the Redskins. <laughs> there were a lot of games where I watched where he was – who was that, Todd? I don't want to. Trey Quinn oh, yeah. from yeah. SMU. I, he, he was this was Mr. Irrelevant. He, right? he showed up in yeah. moments yeah, when you needed more him more right. consistently yeah. than yeah. Cortland yeah. Sutton yeah. is yeah. the best yeah. way to no, put it. I would agree. You know, it was funny, though, because. And he I, was at LSU and it, no one was throwing the ball. He right. finally said, screw this. I, I got I to gotta go get some targets. He transfers to SMU. I think he sits out a year. This past year, he has over 1,000 yards received. He was good. He's I'll, good. I'll yeah. tell you, there were 33 wide receivers drafted. That was the high at any position. Not, not totally unexpected, but Mel, you and I have talked about this before. There's about 90 wide receivers that are in that pool mm-hmm. that you think could be drafted. Yeah. After you go through maybe about the top 10 in terms of elite traits, mm-hmm. uh, you know whether it's John Ross's speed or Julio Jones' frame, mm-hmm. you get into this range where it's like 11 through 80. They're all within an inch, and mm-hmm. they all run somewhere between like 4, 4, 5, yeah. and 4, 6. I mean, it's yep. amazing. Yep. It's just so many. It, it really depends. Like, are you going to go to some bad situation or – are you the number four guy in New Orleans and suddenly somebody gets a flat tire and you're getting thrown to from Drew Brees? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I thought the Jets, no wide receiver. Okay, Dallas passed the one wide receiver. Zero. I got Michael Gallup, who's going to be a key guy now in the third round, tight end Dalton Schultz in the fourth. They could have had a tight end or a receiver, and they passed on him and then waited. So we'll see what happens there. So even with all those guys drafted, a couple teams you thought would take them, Jets didn't take any. Dallas waited till the third round. You know what's interesting? I just noticed this. Because we were off the set real quickly because of some, some set changes, and then we came came rushing back on for the Mister Irrelevant, right? You know, Ricky Prohl's son got drafted. Oh, yeah, Austin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin Prohl, uh-huh. uh, uh, the pick before Mister Irrelevant, yep. two fifty five. Yep, the, the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Yep. And if Ricky Prohl can stick, still catching passes in like his tenth yeah. season. Yep. Austin Prohl can stick, guys. Quickly, um, wanted to talk about where the quarterbacks landed. Mm-hmm. Five in round one. I bring it up. Todd's got a good stat. I'm a on Jets this. fan now. Every single year, J E T S. Hey, they hey, were. Hey, damn darn. Hey, they, they were shocked. Man. That hey, he we're was the there. same division, by the way. My guy Josh Allen's in Buffalo. I want to see the Buffalo Jet rivalry. Yeah, this is gonna be a good rivalry. It's gonna be fun and between now, you and me on yep, this one. Yeah, like the, this. the stat is this. Todd, not like Todd, I see. I just hate Darnold. You hated Allen. I didn't hate Allen. I had Allen rated third quarterback in a first round grade. Hey, so I never had anything bad to say. I don't. You see, you just take. You try to spite me as much as you can to make it sound like you hate somebody. Because I've had fans of ours that call in all the time. Fans of mine. I introduced you to Josh. Josh Allen. I know Josh Allen personally. You, you I, I, I advised him to go back <laughs> listen, to school. To I know guy. his mom. No, I know his dad. For everything. I mean, I like Josh Allen. I just like Darnold a lot more. All right. All a right. lot more. He said. Did you notice that? A lot more. He starts with a Darnold's lot special. more. Really, Todd? He, now, you're talking like about the more. ultimate contradiction. He, he, like they teased more. it. We're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to break down this quarterback class and where they went. 
who's going to see the field first because a inevitably lot more to do, McShay. A somebody lot more. will. I've had up to here with you. <laughs> but first, a word from Draft.com. With the 2018 draft now in the rearview mirror, fantasy football season has begun. And if you love fantasy football like I do, then you need to try these new best ball leagues and my new favorite app, Draft. You can pick your favorite new rookies such as Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, Calvin Ridley, and others for the first time and before anybody else. It's season long, but with no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. You don't even have to set your lineup. Your best players get automatically selected, and you'll get the best score every week. Never worry about injuries again. It's easy to see why I love it, and I'm looking forward to doing it this season. The lack of time commitment makes it so easy and fun. You can draft anytime you want. Leagues start every couple minutes, so you can just join one right now. And the best part? You're playing for cold, hard cash, and the leagues start from just $3. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a best ball draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use our promo code FIRSTDRAFT. That's right, play a real money game for free. Just search Draft in the App Store or go to Draft.com and play free with promo code FIRSTDRAFT. Welcome back to an increasingly heated First Draft podcast right at the top we had at least a semi-surprise god bless him john dorsey played it close to the vest for a long time there's a lot of misinformation out hey, there you remember a picture of the minnesota twins <laughs> named burt blylevin yes mcshay right. acts like the guy was like i say in 1933 i mean can you come up with something a little bit three more finger brown relevant to today all right give me a good picture with a great curveball gary zito was defined by his curveball mcshay re- remembers that was too that. early for mcshay pedro martinez he's yeah, probably martinez, seen him in person that, that, nasty yeah. he doesn't remember him that yeah that <laughs> dropped off the table <laughs> guys so you feel like this was a curveball <laughs> A Burt Blylevin curveball. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this was a curve, not just the curveball. Okay. This was, this was to me, I started to hear this because everybody's bringing it up. You say, where do you hear it? Adam Schefter and, and Chris Mortensen were talking about Baker Mayfield in the discussion. Say, everybody's in the discussion. Right. Is it going to happen? And to see it actually, the name called McShay held out so long, he had Darnold up to the better end going number one. So, stubborn Irish. Yeah, not, hey. Stubborn and stupid? I don't know what yeah. it is. What do you call it? You know, if you know somebody's Probably going stupid. there and you still leave them there, I call line. it stupid, not Honestly, stubborn. Honestly, I just didn't want to be a sellout. I didn't, oh, come right. on. Just, you I didn't want to be a sellout. I'd rather, I'd rather, get, tw- it's I'd rather get 28 guys. Going, going down with the right in the yeah, first round. That's just flat out dumb. Mel, at the end of the day, I just don't care. All right. What's going to happen with Baker? All right. Let's move on from that. But to say, even to go from the dent to the Denzel Ward over Bradley Chubb, and people say, well, you got too much invested. Emmanuel Ogba is a third guy not to start. To me, that's all about pass rush. I don't know why this whole notion you can't have two defensive ends that are highly rated and went high. To me, yeah, so someone was saying money, but rookie contracts are nothing. Right. You, and I Garrett, mean, they don't even have to pay Garrett for three years. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and now you could lock him in for five. Yeah. I, I get it. No. Yeah, that surprised me. And, and listen, I love um, the cornerback that they took, Denzel, Denzel Ward. Ward. And, and they... And I, I think I had him. He could have gone at five. As the fifth overall. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just right. who they took him over. Right. right. I get all, it. That's okay. So here, let's start, though, real quick. Todd, what's the stat? 
Every year we talk about how, oh, these guys, they need to sit. We need to pull a true Carson Palmer. First overall pick. Dante I think the Culpepper last guy sat, yep. sat his entire rookie year. It doesn't it happen. One quarterback this decade has not started a game in the first round. as a first-round quarterback drafted in his rookie year. And, and that that's is E.J. E. Manning. Yeah, let's get a caveat to that. Patrick Mahomes really was redshirted. He played, what, yeah, sorry, he played one the last game. game I mean, come on, in. really? No. Let's look. Uh, Patrick no, Mahomes do me a was favor. Do me a favor. Just, just let it go. No, I'm not. Let it go. All right. So here we go. Who, but he got a good. He got a good start. He got who a do game we experience? Feel, and now he's going to be the starter this year. Who do we feel has been positioned to potentially play early, to play late? Like, who do you just you look at these guys where they land and you say, oh, that's perfect. I think Baker Mayfield. If you're talking about first year success or for you know is ready to go. His experience, I think he's 46 starts. He has the most starts, the most wins a ton of starts. at the at the college level. And then you look at the situation that he has. We talked about this earlier. When you're, you're going into a team with solid offensive line, I wouldn't say great. Obviously, it, it hurts losing your star left tackle, Joe Thomas, but the, the, a solid offensive line to go along with Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, who comes in new, Corey Coleman, drafted Antonio Callaway, those are all your wide receivers. A young tight end in David Joku, who, you know, bumpy rookie season, but expect a lot more out of him next year. Mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde comes in. You draft Nick Chubb in the second round, and Duke Johnson is a really good pass catching running back option. This team is loaded with offensive skill players, and I it won't shock me at all if he if Baker Mayfield beats out Tyrod Taylor, whether it's in the preseason right. or winds up taking over the starting job at some point in his rookie year. So I would bet on Baker seeing a significant amount of time as a rookie, whereas I think Sam Darnold, youngest of the quarterbacks, could use a little bit of time to develop and learn, and they just don't have weapons with the Jets. Mm-hmm. I don't think Lamar's going to see the field outside of maybe a short yardage goal line type role. And Josh Allen, again, he has work to do. I don't, he may wind up winning the starting job there in Buffalo, but he's got some work to do. So I, I think Baker's the closest to the field. I think Josh Rosen's probably the most pro-ready, but it'll be interesting to see how Arizona handles his development, having um, Sam Bradford and Mike Glennon already in-house. I'll tell you what, Arizona, I remember Arizona was picking at 15, moved up to 10 to get their guy. You have to think, I mean, this is just the reality. Sam Bradford, everybody in the league likes the guy's talent. This is this goes back a ways. He is he still is to this day. You'd say if you watched him in college, that's a number one pick. We don't expect him to be healthy. It seems like Sam even hedges on what his health is going to be. And Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen struggles to stay on the field for a full right. season. Right. I'm just saying Josh Rosen also qualifies as the guy where it doesn't surprise you if he's a week one starter. I mean, this goes back. We always talk about bridge quarterbacks. Matt Flynn is the ultimate bridge quarterback in Seattle, right? Well, real just, short bridge. Yeah, exactly. If you're a bridge quarterback, you're already coming in with a not-for-long label. So not-for-long could just be August of this year. Was Mel writing thank-you letters over there? Oh. No, I'm giving you a couple things here. Okay. okay. You've checked out for a while. Some <laughs> advice? Just we've we've been got, carrying can, this thing You can't you. say I was hogging the mic here. Okay? No, I, we, I certainly will not. Are you okay. doodling or you got some no, no, wisdom? I, I was just, right, just, just thinking about it. This is what he does. He, you should see some of his notepads. <laughs> He's got like 40 notepads just with the random things. That, uh, no, it's like the end of The Shining, you know, all work and no play makes Jack and no boy. You come up on Mel and it's like, oh no, what's going Russell on here? Russell Crowe movie where the beautiful mind, <laughs> oh beautiful mind, where they, they open up the... Uh, That's the Kuiper pool house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's. right, what's the easiest position to transition from college to pro? Running back. Exactly. Probably. Yes, oh, not probably. Right. It is. Oh, okay, sorry. I'll say Excuse probably. Me. Pardon me. Definitely. Hey, rookie running back last two years. Yeah. 
leads the league in yeah. rushing. You got Barkley to the Giants, great spot. Yep. Sony Michelle, New England, great spot. Rashad Penny, Seattle, great spot. Darius Weird Geis, pick, Washington, Nick Chubb, Cleveland, Carry on Johnson, Detroit. Indianapolis got Naeem Hines and they got Jordan Wilkins. And I'm going to throw Jordan Wilkins as an underrated running you back. You had a great stat Mitch. on the broadcast on him. I think not a single SEC team was able to keep in under no. 100 yards, which I didn't realize. Gosh, did you listen to everything, Chris? I listened to the broadcast. I can't believe you heard that one. She's a draft wow. analyst now. That was good. Yeah. I remember last saying minute, that. Last that yeah. Wait, yeah. somebody needs to do the odds. Right. <laughs> fired my other guy. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Wait, what was that? Who, who's the right? Was that, is that why you checked out the podcast for 40 minutes to tell us there's some good running backs in this class? Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, I do have a question. <laughs> you're, you're just better be happy you're on the other side. Of the Mel. <laughs> Mel, the one. Nice bloody breakfast, too. Mel, Jeez. the first round quarter, the first round quarterback uh, good. we but didn't talk about and we don't know what to do lot, with is I'm interested. You're obviously seeing it up close. Mm-hmm. Lauren Kuyper's probably already got a jersey. Right. What's, what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, you think? I think he's going to be on the field because he's a great athlete and he can run like the wind and he can make uh, just out there and uh, the crowd's going to go crazy when he comes. In are the they going to put in? Go. Are they going to put in packages for him? Oh and run yeah. Flacco oh off, yeah. You think? Oh okay. yeah. Uh, and that's there's gonna no, be interesting. There's no question. Gonna it's going to be fun. And they did a lot of things to help the quarterback. Right now, it's Joe Flacco. Don't make a mistake. Flicking Flacco. Flicking Flacco is going to be out there. Hopefully, healthy enough. Hey, this team had an, an, an inordinate. You know what inordinate means? Way above average. Okay, uh-huh. just a, a, a lot of injuries. Okay, and, Professor Kuiper, and all of a sudden now, if they can get just a little more luck on the injury front, the right. Ravens went out and got the Yanda injury was a killer. They got, they got two tight ends, they got two wide receivers, they got three offensive line. Eight of their twelve picks were offensive players. Mm-hmm. I called Ozzie Newsome Ozzie Smith by accident on the broadcast. I and caught that, that too, and, and I'm pretty sure. And then and then. Wingo called him Ozzy Smith about 10 minutes later. He, he, he caught the disease. Uh, but in my mind, and I think I even said wizard, I was calling him the wizard, Ozzy Smith, another dated reference for you, Mr. Kuiper. He was a wizard in this. I, mean, I bring he, up Burt Blylev and he brings up Ozzy well, Smith. Well, I, I figure okay. I, might as well, I might as well stick with it. It's a yeah. theme. By the way, Jim Palmer had a great curveball. Overhand curveball. Trying to make a point here. Yeah. I think Four 20 is, game winners part of that. He's staff. well known for his maneuvering mm-hmm. and managing the draft, Ozzy Newsom. Uh-huh. This was one of his best drafts in terms of managing it, and it was his final draft. And yep. he's a special guy to you. He's been special to me. Yep. And one of the first people I've known, Gary Horton, who brought me into this business, worked with him. Uh, with the, the caveman. The caveman, there you go. So I, I've known Ozzy for a long time, not as long as you, and, and obviously we both have good relationships with Ozzy. Love the guy. Love what he's done in that draft. And I thought that this was brilliant, what he did. Moving back twice, mm-hmm. picking up extra picks, utilizing using one of those picks to help move back into the first round. You get a tight end at a good value instead of reaching for him early. You get a quarterback that potentially that this year can help and potentially could be your starter. And then to continue to move around and get additional picks. And you just listed all the players that they got. It was an unbelievable draft. It seems like uh, every year we talk about this with the with Ozzy and the Ravens. Obviously, Eric DaCosta, uh, a big one there, he'll be taken over. But it just seems like every year they end up with that extra two, maybe two extra twos or an extra three, extra three, where you're like, that guy's going to play. And Patriots the, do the same thing, too. Yes. And just to the point about the Patriots, the Patriots set them up for next year. They have a 2019 second-round pick coming from Chicago, a 2019 third-round pick coming from Detroit. Bill Belichick's already goes into next year's draft. 
They didn't. They didn't get the quarterback. Of the young. No, they didn't. But, but they all. But they sent a message to Tom Brady yeah. that we're still all in. Yeah. Hey. They, they uh, yeah. Offense a, with those yeah. first two picks, even after that yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. And right. who would have thought the 49ers got Jimmy G for a two? Who's going to say says that they can't get a, a you know a quarterback somewhere down the line? Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll probably, they'll probably flip Atlin for a two in a year if, they, <laughs> if, if they're in a situation where they yeah. have to next year. Yeah. I'll tell you this about the Patriots. They didn't draft like a team where the head coach had his eyes on the on the door, did they? No. It's like, hey, maybe he's going to be back next year. Doing this again. Guys, I want to wrap this up. We obviously hit best players, but rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Again, we're not making picks here, but it's rookie of the year. It's not always about the best player. It's about opportunity. It's about fit. Kareem Hunt led the NFL in rushing yards last year. It's not necessarily because he's the best running back in the league. He had the fit. Mm -hmm. He had the carries. He had the opportunity. As you look around, maybe the first round, if it's running backs, it can be second, third round. Who... Mel stands out as a guy that could be in that rookie of the year conversation on offense first. Pick the running back. Um, Saquon, Saquon Barkley, Barkley, Nick Chubb at Cleveland, whoever you want to go You're taking to. taking running back number Sony two. Michelle. I mean, <laughs> Better think, hand him the ball. Yeah, Barkley should be a great player right away. If you right. Put it this way. This is what I'll say about Barkley. You can wait on other positions and say, let's give him a break. Okay, right. He's a rookie. You can't say that about a running back. Saquon Barkley, if he's the second pick, and Dave Gettleman says he wants his, his second pick to wear a gold jacket and be a Hall of Famer, then guess what? Saquon Barkley, barring injury, because injury always can affect players. If he's healthy, right. he better be great right away. And he will be expected because he can block. That's the most important thing. In addition to being a great runner-receiver, which we know he is, and great character. If he's going to be Zeke Elliott, Todd Gurley, you, know, you think about Leonard Fournette, and Adrian Peterson, go back to Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, all the Ladanian Tomlinson. They were great as a rookie. Immediately were great. Mm-hmm. And there was some of those guys even held out in camp, if I remember correctly. Like Smith, they came to camp late. So Saquon Barkley, if he's as good as Dave Gettleman wants him to do, which is Hall of Fame because he said it, and they took him over Sam Darnold, he better be great this year. Hey, I'll tell you one thing that's going in his favor, and it's a little bit of a credit to James Franklin and his staff at Penn State. Saquon Barkley last year played 13 games. He carried the ball 217 times. I remember when Melvin Gordon came back, I was like, ah, oh, they'll probably take it easy on Mel-. Melvin had like 300 plus carries. It affected him his rookie year. Melvin Gordon was so much better as in as a second year mm-hmm. NFL player. Mm-hmm. We see that with these running backs. They have that monster year. It, you can feel it the next season. Saquon Barkley should be ready to go. I'm Todd, Sean Penny. Think? Right. They love him. He's obviously going to be their starting running back. You've got a, Seattle. You've got a quarterback who can make plays. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I, I just I get a feeling that they're they took him there over some other really good backs: Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, every other back outside of Saquon Barkley. He's the second back off the board. I think that they're going to make him a featured player in that offense. I bet defense rookie of the year. I'm going to go Derwin James. <laughs> you're not an, you're not an analyst, bud. You just said you filled in. You filled oh, okay, in. okay. Now okay. go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 I was going to make the transition. Mel oh. just crushed it for me. Oh, I thought you wanted to pick some. Mel the host. No. Gotcha. We don't, we don't need you, Sproul. <laughs> you just see Sproul's face yeah. when I went to you. It's like, what, what, Sproul, what, you what just, am I you, sitting here for? Are you just realizing we don't, we don't need yeah. you? You're just, just realizing here. that? All right. Uh, Derwin James. Derwin James with the Chargers. I'm going to say Marcus Davenport to New Orleans. Hmm. Really? I think he's going to have some bumps yeah, uh, in the road as a rookie, but let I think me tell you why. Because okay. with pass rushers, you just pin your ears back and go after the quarterback. Right. You just send it. You don't have to think about it. Just think about getting that quarterback. Okay. And to me, Marcus and, and batting down passes and affecting the throwing. How lane. about Bradley Chubb opposite Oof. Von, Von Miller. Miller? That could be good. That could be a tough one. To, the two, if you're looking for rookies of the year, go running back or pass rushers. So Chubb would be a good pick. You know, the other thing. Uh, 
on the Derwin James thing is he's not the same player, but they missed Eric Weddle. Obviously, Eric Weddle was aging, ends up in Baltimore. There was just something about him. Mm -hmm. He was a bit of an eraser in terms of the packing. I'm not talking about take your head off. A great hands player, but I feel like Derwin James almost psychologically for that defense fills Mm -hmm. that role where it's like we know we're going to get we're going to cause chaos in the backfield. Derwin James, he just brings something else. Any any other? any other um, underrated rookie of the year candidates? Which one would you take if if it was a quarterback? Is that Baker? Get on the field. He's got the Baker, weapons. Yeah, I would go Baker. Yeah, because Baker. If if John Dorsey, think about Russell Wilson's rookie year. Matt Flynn was there. Russell Wilson was a third round pick. Matt Flynn was going to be the starter. Russell Wilson beat him out. Here you have Tyrod Taylor. They gave up a thir- the first pick in the third round to get him. He's set up to be the guy. If Baker Mayfield goes in and beats him out, John Dorsey's going to be really happy. And then once the season begins, we'll see what happens. I said 8-8 eight eight with or without Baker. I think Cleveland's set up to be a, the most improved team in the NFL. If I don't know what Vegas is going to have the over-under on, what do you, let, let's go on. what do you think the over-under is in Vegas in August for the Cleveland Browns? Oh, win total for the year. It'll probably be like 6 or 7. It opened at 5.5. I would it, take it the, open five and a half. You can hit the over? I would go pound Call it the in. over. I'm saying 8 wins. So I'm going, if it, well, Unless it's 7.5. Right. You know, if it's below seven and a half, I would take the over. Yeah, they're due. Guys, let's hit the last, call it a mini mailbag, because you guys got like 19 more shows to do. Obviously, this is the most important and highest rated. Todd, ooh, I like this one. Todd, I like this. Get a little into the scheme stuff here. Joe at work, at Joe at work 87, asked Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson primarily played in zone. Mike Pettin primarily plays blitzing press man D. You see these guys fitting in okay in uh, Green Bay? Yeah, I I do think I do think with Jackson you have to protect him, and he was better in zone than man. Jair I, I think can can do both. I think he's 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 got oily hips, fluid, quick, explosive, oily hips, oily hips. He, First time I've heard that. To me, uh, write that down. I, I think he can cover man to man, and I I wouldn't have a problem with that. All right, Mel, mm-hmm. you did. We hit Saquon Barkley. Right. We also mentioned Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. Michael Higgins Sr. asks, besides Barkley, what other two or three running backs do you think have a chance to impact right away, knowing that's a position that tends to hit early? Well, I'll say this, Michael. I would say carry on Johnson in Detroit. was going to have a great shot. With, right. With, with the fullback now. They like, haven't had that type yeah, of running the back, back the physical. Todd mentioned Penny. Bodden blocked for Penny. Mm-hmm. And he's now the pick of the Detroit Lions in the seventh round to help carry on Johnson or whoever it may be. LeGarrette Blunt comes over, too, as a new addition to the Detroit Lions. So I would say this team with now the New England flavor, they have the total New England flavor in Detroit. What, white skill players? Head coach, <laughs> oh, front sorry, office. Sorry. Head coach, front office. All right. It's a New England way, and I think that's what I would give carry on Johnson to the Lions a shot. Let's do one last one here. Todd, you can hit it. We haven't mentioned this guy's name and we haven't mentioned this team, so I wanted to throw it out. Jamie Wormsley asked, does Vic Fangio, we're talking about the Bears' D.C., have the players he needs to make the Bears a top-five defense this year? Obviously, Roquan Smith, you guys both had him really highly rated. Bears sit there at eight. They get their guy, another linebacker in the midway. Todd, what do you think? Yeah, and then the next two picks they went on the offensive side. I, I think it, this is all about Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Protect Trubisky. We talked about the stat earlier. 8.1% of his dropbacks were sacks a year ago. This now you solidify the interior of this offensive line with what I get what long white hair and Daniels, right? And then you've got 
you brought in some weapons. You're more explosive. Plus, you drafted Anthony Miller, who I think is going to become at, at least a really good number three for them this year. And so I, I think on that side of the ball, you're set. They go back to defense with um, Joel, we'll call him, the, the linebacker from Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Bilal Nichols. <laughs> we, we spent the five minutes before the draft trying to figure out how, yeah, yeah. You finally got it. I don't know if I got it or not. I don't know yeah. if he did either. And then Kylie Fitz, the defensive end. So I think all three of those guys are role players. I think Fitz can maybe help as a, as a situational edge rusher. Uh, but really, it, the pick of the draft on the defensive side is is Smith, who I, I think, outside of Chubb, was the best defensive player in this draft, and I think he's a starter day one. I think this guy is going to be a phenomenal NFL f- uh, football player. Well, that's it. That's the mail. I think you guys got to hit another show. Uh, thanks to all this yeah, is it, fans. Man, I'm miss this first draft yeah, we have for to the thank year. All our listeners. Yeah, you get yeah. to go. We get. We do get to go a it's little a bit year. deeper here. Yeah. We went through seven rounds today. Hit a lot of stuff. Mel wrote down a ton of stuff that he's probably going to be using on other shows. Marty and Mel, Saturday morning from <laughs> 9 to noon Eastern. We're going to review it all. Todd, Following Todd, Todd may, may call in as a surprise hey, guest. Every wow. once in a while, I'll surprise you. Todd, be traveling all over doing speeches. You Depends know. if I've started drinking for the Kentucky Derby yet. <laughs> Todd will have... Every day. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, Todd, will be on on day, Todd will be on day three of his uh, summer golf season beard. So he Tender. can call in. It's hey, not a live shot. Hey, by the way, everybody out there... Thursday. Think us about this. Thursday, we get a mock 1.0 for 2019. Courtesy I promise of Todd, I'm going to watch Todd. at least one game of tape on all the quarterbacks that I put in there so we never have a Mitch Leidner right. situation again. Yes. I'll try to help you out. Run Please. it by us. Here. Goodbye, all the fans. Thanks King for listening. King of 2019. Mel, your big board is next week for 2019. No, two weeks. Two weeks. Remember, we had a hell of a year, didn't we? Not this week. Big numbers? Next week. Great year. Best year ever. Best no, year no ever. No joke. That's, most that is most listeners ever, and all joking aside. Every time Cammy does it. Thank Cam, you for listening. Really appreciate it. We, yeah. we put a lot of work into this. We love doing it. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. We had a really fun year. Obviously, the draft is 365, thanks to people like these guys. we got the best fans out there. Yeah. Draft fans, yeah, and yep. we will. Congrats, Mel, on your thirty fifth. Got a lot of got a lot of play. Got some pumpkin pie. That was yeah. huge. Yeah, fat free whipped cream too. Oh, there and you go. We, we got that seventies porno uh, <laughs> photo you of you. <laughs> I, mean, I that, got it on my phone. Hey, hey, if your hair would have been awesome hey, if your hair would have been a little longer, it would look like a lobster in your back of your neck. There, I know, I know, oh, man. Guys, that's yeah, been first draft of two thousand eighteen. We'll do it again next year. Hey, those books weren't selling back then. He had to, had to pay the bills <laughs> somehow. Right? <laughs> Thanks for listening to First Draft. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter.